Yeah, I okay. think that might be a good way of putting it. Um, I think, and I was okay. thinking about this the other day too, which was just like, um, so when her parents kind of like her, so her parents, like before the previous episode, always kind of, you know, they had this idea of, okay, like we know that something's up with this girl and something's going to happen. And her father um, implies at a certain point in the series that like it's a sequence. So like mm. he knows when the time is up and everything, right? And he almost felt bad, but like he developed this kind of like human, like relationship with Lane because, because it was he never wasn't because he wasn't yeah. supposed to. She's supposed so, to be this kind of yeah. foster program, so, and he so wasn't supposed to have yeah. got attached. So it was supposed to be sequential, right? And like we know that Masami Eri, having gotten fired from uh, Tachibana, like the people who created w- Wired, was very very resentful of this and basically took control of the Wired after like dying by suicide mm. and therefore like kind of becoming a thing so my thinking was like i wonder if the father at the very least is actually like a disciple of the god of the wired mm. and like has kind of had kind of agreed to like help masami eri in the mission to like break the boundaries between the real world and the digital one by basically cultivating like this program by cu- and by cultivating these um these sort of re- replicant like figures yes okay so it was so she was always supposed to develop a, a, a kind of real a sort of real manifested body to go with her to go with her kind of digital um digital brain mm. does she have free will uh oh i mean i, I can't answer that because that right. just feels like, that feels like a very like sixth form philosophy question and I didn't do very well in philosophy in sixth form. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, um so we so we don't so we don't know. Well, I think it's more like this is something that is explored in the in this episode and then I think in the last two as well. Um and I won't like give away too much, but like I think the kind of notion of like love kind of comes in a lot. Uh so and the, like how that relates uh, to free will. Okay, so the design intention was always to functionally create life. Yeah, I think I mean like look, on the, I I think from my perspective on the ba- on the basic level, her job as a software and basically like when he when she says when Masami Ari says that you are an an executable program, basically what he means is that you're designed for a function, right? Like, mm. you know, in the same way that like you just, you know, programs are designed to execute functions and like, you know, for the most part, that's what, what they were supposed to be. I know that apps and stuff kind of complicate that, but like for the most part, like, you know, when, when you had your big base unit, when you had your like CompuServe computer, you would have a program and that program would carry out a task and that would be it. Mm-hmm. Um, for all the Zoomers listening. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> um, and I think Lane's use was basically just the, her execution. Her purpose was break the boundary between the wired and the real world. That's it. Okay. That was her purpose. So whether that means that like once that was done, she was supposed to be kind of like eradicated or whether she'd just become like redundant, like that's an open question. But mm-hmm. this, this kind of revelation seems to imply that like, yeah, she was specifically designed to break the boundaries between the real world and the wired. The reason why this, like Masami Ari wanted this to happen um, and basically use kind of this hologram of a, of a, like a schoolgirl in order to do it. If you um, have a programmed purpose <coughs> and, uh, and, a, and a single program pur- purpose as opposed to a large structure of different purposes, some of which might be conflicting with each other, if you just have one one function, then how can you meaningfully have any free will? Because everything that you do is in service to that is in service to that function. So, so if you so if we if we're taking the argument about well if 
if humans are indeed a creation of the a creation of the divine, then how can they meaningfully have free will because they were created? And mm. then the argument is, well, God gave us free will, which is yeah. you know, which is a perfectly re- which you know if if that's if that's your jam, that's a perfectly reasonable it's a perfectly reasonable answer, and it does sort of make and it does make sense to a certain it does make sense to a certain extent, and also because humans are very very complex programs mm-hmm. and they and none and no human has just a single has a single programmed purpose but a computer program which is executable and therefore has one function yeah even even upon manifestation can't have free will because everything that it does has to be yeah. presumably in service to think, its yeah unless I mean, you're think... supposed to think that the presumably genuine feelings of um of love and connection she feels towards towards her family and towards her friends um is her uh is her kind of overriding some of her programming and breaking some of her function and therefore she has as a kind of type of machine learning has learned free will I think, I mean, I think that's like one argument. I mean, I was just thinking like a lot of these conversations are very much like rooted in the Matrix Reloaded episode that we did as well. Yeah, like, got like that. loads. It's, it's like, it's yeah. so similar. But it's I, so similar. But I think it's also, and I was just thinking about this now, I wonder how much of it is like, okay, well, when the boundary between the in, between the wide and the, and the real world break down and like bearing in mind, but like one of the kind of arguments that I think this show makes is this idea that like, you can have like multiple versions of yourself in like the real world uh the wired like you can have identities that sort of go beyond you um and that kind of means that like you yourself like you you are not just one version of yourself you're multiple versions of yourself and like each of them are just as kind of like authentic or is kind of just as valid and i wonder whether like breaking down those boundaries also means that like you end up having this kind of like hybrid identities so in the idea that like even though lane is kind of like designed specifically to break the boundary it also serves as a way for like other people to kind of have the same like experience the same sort of thing um i I mean yeah again like again a lot of this is like left up to speculation and it's like one of the reasons why I think the show is interesting and why people kind of like come back to it quite a lot. So my thinking is maybe just that it's like, she's an example of like what humanity could be and what like the God of the wired and like the Knights like wanted from the outset. Right. Like the reason I wanted the boundaries to break was to basically do like what was effectively like this generation's understanding of transhumanism. I see. So that's that's kind of like one theory. It might not be a. I'm very happy to like be challenged uh, by like people. I'm not. I you know if if someone from like the serial experiments lane subreddit wants to come at me, like do it in private. Don't do it on Patreon. But yeah, uh, <laughs> let's continue. Let's continue with this. Um. Okay. So like yeah, she's like having a little nap, and we we return to the wires once again, right? Like the overhead wires, except now they have this kind of like dark. Uh, sentient to it like there's no like there aren't like very many of those kind of funky graphics of like you know uh the space graphics and the floors and everything and i think that sort of implies that lane is now kind of like fully submerged with the wide or at least like the the kind of full submersion has happened she like yells at the wires um because they're humming so much and they kind of just stop and she also recognizes while she's outside walking she recognizes like this weird psychedelic blob and then behind the blob is chisa so chisa is the girl who died by suicide in the first episode 
Um, and then Lane kind of says, Chisa, I used to walk with you every day. Chisa doesn't reply. And then Lane says, now I understand what you said, Chisa. And then Chisa says, Lane shakes her head and says, no. And then Lane's kind of like, is confused and sort of says, well, I wasn't really sure what this scene was about. Um, I kind of wonder whether, um, I kind of wonder whether it's like, this is a conversation with Chisa um which isn't where like Chisa's sort of trying to like break through I I I don't I don't know what's going on here I'll be honest with you mm. um do you have any ideas